Thriving in Singleness, Episode 5. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here's your host, Tom DeLong. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Thriving in Singleness. I have Lauren Zare here with us today. Lauren, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's <laughs> been a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> so tell tell me a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. Um, you're, you're someone that... I don't even know too well at all, and I'd like to hear about about your background, what you do, uh, what kind of what kind of work do you do, Lauren? Yeah, yeah, we've talked like one time, so there's a lot to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I work um, I work in the film industry during the week, so mostly commercials, um, but I've worked on a couple features. But yeah, doing lots of commercials. I do um, producing. I've done mostly producing and directing this year, and then. I've done a lot of assistant directing in the past too, and hoping to continue to do more of that. So I'm a okay. freelance filmmaker. So oh, that's fantastic. So that, that answers my next question. I didn't know if you worked for a specific company or doing doing more freelance. So yeah. do, you, do you connect with companies that need advertisement? How does that work exactly? So I do mostly freelance for one company. I'm actually trying to decide right now if I want to um, really put myself out there and do some networking and kind of try and get more work in Philly or if I just want to do other things part-time. So um, I have lots of interests. So I don't know that I necessarily want to be doing one thing like 40 hours a week. So, but yeah, I contract mostly for Lamp House Films who, yeah, they're in Lancaster. Lancaster. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't I haven't explored the film industry too much locally. I know there's some action happening in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know how much you've heard about my experience and my background. I know I dabbed into it a little bit in my in my solo cast about going into the film industry in California. Like I wanted to be a stuntman. I worked yeah. as an extra on several different films, TV shows. Mm-hmm. I was on How I Met Your Mother, Glee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Carly, you know, a lot of fun, different stuff. And, and, you know, just, you can actually see me in some episodes, just spot me in the background be like, oh my goodness, there's Tom. So it's, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty fun little thing that I got to experience in the film industry. And, and in, in my experience, I found that people in, in California, especially people that want to work in film, you have to really want it mm-hmm. because LA weeds out the people oh who my gosh. want it from the people who really want it. Like you have to be like diehard, completely focused. And I personally wanted to be married since like second grade. I mean, like I always felt like that was my destiny. And so when I learned to let go of that, that was kind of a big deal because it was always my focus and even California, like, and, and sometimes I'm like, man, like, did I make a mistake? You know, but of course, you know, all things happen for, you know, God's glory. It's all his plan. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. What has been your experience? Obviously, you love film. That's really your your primary focus. Like, where where are you at relationship wise? Um, relationship wise, as far as um, like, I know you had mentioned that you were you were single, mm, and yeah. has that always been? Has career always been a focus for you? Uh, oh, got what, you. Okay. what has drawn you in that direction? Yeah, I've always been very very career focused. I feel like, and I. 
And in some ways, I feel like in the past couple of years, I've been trying to like not make that like my whole identity because um, mm-hmm. I I started out like when I graduated from college, I actually started out trying to do professional theater and at, like as an actress. And so I did that for a while and figured out that it pays horribly and is just I just didn't love it I mean there's people who yeah love it and make decent money and all that but um it's like it is it's just like you have to want it so 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 bad and and you um, have to want it more than money like yeah you have yeah. to pay with being super broke all the time <laughs> oh. and if you make it big and make a lot of money you just lucked out but yeah. if you're after after for the money like forget about oh it my like, gosh. People, just, if people think like away. actors make money like no like Oh man! Like five <laughs> actors make money, and like there's like five people in the universe. Okay, there's more than that, but um, most actors are just like pretty. I, I don't want to say broke because I feel like that's really rude, but um, I I don't know. Like I, I think it's like a constant. Um, you're just constantly looking for the next gig. And I think like right now, mm-hmm. right now actors are really struggling just because of everything with the pandemic and like theater actors, especially, but yeah, I've always been, um, I've always been really career focused. And, um, a couple years ago, like probably two years ago, almost exactly. I like, I was waitressing full time, which I still, I still waitress on the week- weekends. Actually, I forgot to say that still doing that on the weekends. And, Okay. That's like a typical actor's thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I actually like enjoy my waitressing job. Like it'll be hard to give it up once I like feel like I can, but it's also like right now I'm not gonna, it's like too good of money to just not do it right now. So I'm like, whatever, yeah. I'll just keep, keep doing it. But um, yeah, a couple of years ago I was waitressing full time and I had been doing like going to auditions in Philly like film commercial stuff um, and doing that quite a bit. But I was just like, I do not want to wait around for somebody else to tell me that I could do a project. Like, cause that's what actors as an actor, like you're working on other people's projects generally. Yeah. And so I finally was like, I need to like get on the other side of the camera. So I just like reached out to a couple film production companies in the area that I had worked with as an actor. Um, and I was like, Hey, I want to get on the other side of the camera. Heard back from the one that I kind of least expected to hear back from. Cause they were doing like really, just really beautiful stuff. Um, and I just didn't really have any experience behind the camera. And yeah, we ended up like getting together and they like taught me to edit. And as I was hanging around the office editing, I, it was like, Hey, come on set and assistant direct. And so, oh, that's um, so awesome. yeah. And so then that, like, it's like, once I had that first assistant directing thing with them, like I just, that's like all I did, like all year was like assistant directing. It was crazy. And there were times where it wasn't super busy. And then there were like 80 hour weeks. So it was just a crazy year. And then I ended up like, once the pandemic hit, like, I, I had just done my first directing gig, like right before that. Okay. Like literally, I think the day we shot that film, I was the last day before everything shut down. I'm pretty sure it was like, a, it was within a couple days. Oh man, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, I remember we were kind of like, should we, man, should we like push this shoe? Like, uh, like it was still kind of in the gray <laughs> area. Um, yeah. 
And everything we, was so unknown at that point. Yeah. And I'm so glad we didn't because like nobody got sick. It was fine. Like, and then I spent, you know, the first however many weeks of the pandemic, like editing in my, like editing that same film in my house. But yeah, yeah. I just love creating and I love storytelling. And so that was why I was like, I have to, I have to take things like into my own hands and not just like wait around for just acting gigs, you know, for that. I'm not really that excited about kind of thing. And and that makes absolute sense. I mean, I I found (laughs) as I was continually broke and plugging away and trying different things and trying to break into the film industry, like it, it was just exhausting. And I felt Mm -hmm. like the the passion wasn't there. And I started feeling like I was just there trying to prove a point. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you know, I Mm -hmm. I just need to swallow my pride and not trying to prove a point. And wow, I mean, and with, with your experience, yeah, it, it really is. And and pride can keep people going for a long time. And and that's not what energy you should be running on either. Mm, yeah. And in your experience, what do you think was your favorite project? Like anything we might have seen or known? Anything anything cool you could mention about? Uh, oh my gosh, that's really hard, honestly, because it's like they've all been so they've all been so different. I like loved. I loved the projects that I got to direct like this last year, like all of them. Cause it's just like, um, I think as a director, you need to like fall in love with the thing that you're creating so that you can tell their story well. And I, but I still think weirdly my favorite project might have been a commercial for West shore home. And so it's a home improvement company and they want to be like the most, loved home improvement company in America and they're just like growing super fast. So um, we just did this crazy concept of a commercial. You can look it up. If, like anybody who's listening, it's like West shore. Yeah. Like what does your home say is what it's called. And it's just the concept was this girl just like, she's like headed to work. It's like a boring job. It's kind of nondescript. And then she sees this door in the middle of the street, but is like just, standing there in the middle of the street and it's like, and it open, she opens it and there's this like bright light. Um, and she just travels through these doors and like windows into other spaces. And so we had like a ballroom scene and, um, an underwater scene and just, yeah, she's just like traveling through. And so we were filming in a pool and, Yeah, just a bunch of different. There was like eight locations, I think, on that shoot. And some of them were set builds. Some of them weren't. But yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It's hard to describe like if you don't see it. But it was it was fun, but it was also horrible, to be honest, for me. Because it's like (laughs) as the assistant director, you're trying to... I think there was like 25 crew members on that shoot. And then at one point, we had 25 extras. And so you're just you're running everything and you're making sure that everybody's safe. And like the day that we were shooting in the pool, like, you know, there's lights like around the edge of the pool. And like, we set them up so that if they fall, they're not going to fall into the pool, but it's just like, there's people in the pool, you know, like, Oh yeah. That's, that sounds like a terrible mix. That's a terrible mix, but we were being super safe about it, but it's just like, it's just still stressful. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The stress of like keeping people safe and keeping things moving and getting everything done on time was a huge challenge for me. And I learned a lot. So yeah, it was horrible and wonderful, which I feel like the best things in life tend to be kind of both of those things, at least for me. So yeah, did, definitely. did you say that you, you said that you did 
you were trying to do stunt stuff. Did you end up getting to do any of that? Not in California. Mm -hmm. I did do a, it was a a short film. I think it was primarily to introduce big data. And that was in Boston after I'd moved back to Pennsylvania. And a buddy of mine, he ended up being the coordinator for it and he needed a driver. So he got me on board. And, and so we had a blast with that. And, uh, you know, he, he yeah, was in the cop yeah. car. I was in a, a different car. And so like a little bit of chase stuff, a little bit of sliding and, and different things and got to drive some like brand new BMW three series and yeah. get them sliding a little bit. So had a lot of fun with that. Didn't get to do stunts in California. And I was, I was and you would know, like getting the screen actors guild and mm-hmm. so yeah. on and so forth. Like I was trying to break into that as an extra. So, yeah. but I think by by default, I think I'm actually SAG eligible at this point because mm-hmm. uh, of the merger between SAG and AFTRA. Because mm-hmm. I had AFTRA vouchers and one yeah. SAG voucher. And I called them like two years ago and found that I am eligible. So it's like, okay, like there is that possibility. Like if God right. wills it but right now, it's just yeah, so yeah. far out of the realm of possibility with being, being a dad, being a husband. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. I took steps in that direction, it would really have to... Uh, be the Lord. Yeah, totally. So it'd be fun. I wouldn't turn it down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, fun fact, I was, uh, I got to be a stunt utility on, I think that's what it's called, on on a film. I I think I worked on it. I was on the crew for that film for like a day, but it essentially was just like, I was standing in, it was a rehearsal and the lead actress wasn't there yet. And even if she, yeah, she wasn't there yet. And um, so I like, I don't know if she was doing her own stunts or if I was standing in for like a stunt person, but essentially I did the rehearsal for the shoot. Um, I'm not in the film, but yeah, just got to do like a, it was like a chase kind of thing and like jumping over this car in like a storage warehouse or whatever. Oh, nice. So awesome. Now with, with your career pursuit and where you are in, in singleness, like what has God been teaching you in singleness i mean it, it's it's really cool you've been able to pursue this career yeah for for me it's it's something that's so much easier to pursue in when you're single and so it complements that very well and that's yeah. exciting now now what has god been teaching you with that yeah um i think one of the big things is just like that truly and i forget this so often i'm really trying not to just use like christianese like say christianese things but like like his timing truly is perfect. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I was in a relationship and we were talking about getting married. And this was like before any of this stuff opened up in the film industry for me. So we had been talking about getting married in the fall of that year or whatever. I was like completely in love. The Lord had done like a crazy thing in that relationship. Anyways, when I met him, he wasn't a Christian. Then he like, the Lord told me to pray. And then he like got saved. And this was like the person you would lead the least expect to like, he just hated God. Um, oh my goodness. Anyway. So, um, he loves the Lord now. He's, um, awesome. But yeah. So That's cool. yeah, it's amazing. It's such a cool story. But anyways, we had been talking about getting married, ended up breaking up and that was totally the Lord. When I was like trying to decide if, if I should like marry him, essentially, mm-hmm. um, I like prayed and fasted and the Lord said to me, like, you can marry him in the fall, but like, I have so much more for you if you're willing to be patient. And um, so I was like, well, I want more. Like, that's what I said. Um, Don't we all? <laughs> I want more 
Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so we broke up and then I was ready to move to LA. I was like, okay, there's nothing keeping me here anymore. I'm going to move to LA. Went away for a couple of days just to pray and fast and ask the Lord if that was like the thing to do. And the Lord said, like, I want you to stay in Lancaster. And I was like, what <laughs> are you serious? That, that hurts sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, so I seriously do not get it. I was like, God, I'm waitressing full time. Like, I hate this. Like, why do you want me to stay here? And then it was like, um, still a few months, like after that, um, that he opened all that stuff up. But I really feel like yeah, the stuff that has happened and that I've been able to do in the past like year and a half, two years. Like, I don't think, I just don't think any of that would have happened. I don't know. Like it just definitely wouldn't be the same. Like if I had married him, like even if the stuff had still happened, like it would have caused like crazy stress, like in the marriage, just cause like he, he already like kind of wasn't the most supportive of me doing stuff in the film industry. And then, and it just like, there's, there's weeks that I worked, you know, 80 hour weeks and wasn't home. You know what I mean? So it just like, yeah. it was a good thing to be single for, you know, like, yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's good timing as well. Marriage can, there are moments where marriage can feel like a job, like it is a huge obligation. And so it, yeah. it really does tie you down a lot and, and, and again, because uh, I know my wife will listen to this, I have to say, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't trade her or my daughter for anything. I'm so glad for where God has brought me. But course, there, there are truths in, in, every, in every stage. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get married and miss out on the opportunity to lead young life. Like God's timing is the best timing. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. And his plan is the best plan. Yeah. And I think like, um, you know, like we so, I think we so often think, that the only that there's like two things we can talk about in life right and those two things are like career or like family and, yeah. and i think too like if there's people listening that aren't like super focused on their career or feel like they don't know what they're calling is like career wise or whatever it's like honestly I, I mean i feel like career like career is like important to me but the thing that i have been like realizing <laughs> Um, and I, I feel like that the Lord's been doing in me is like that, like, that's not my identity either. You know what I mean? It's like in a marriage, like you don't want to put your identity in your spouse, but as a single yeah. person, like, I don't want to put my identity in, in anything but the Lord either, you know? And, yep. and that's like really hard. Like, that's like really hard to like, keep, to keep focused on the Lord when there's a lot of things to distract or, or whatever. But I think at the beginning of like the pandemic, the Lord like really spoke to me that like when everything, I mean, the film industry shut down. So I had been on this high, yeah. you know, doing all these projects and we had just had like the biggest project ever. I'd never assistant directed a set of 25 crew, you know, like, and then right after that is like everything, you know? Uh, yeah. And just directing my first thing. And it's right after all that stuff that everything shut down and the Lord was really like showing me the earth is not my home, you know, like, truly yeah. not and just giving me a more like heavenly perspective. And then when it comes to like dating too, like that felt super hopeless because it was like all of a sudden it was like, how am I going to go on a date? Like you have to like 
like what are you what am i gonna do like stay six feet away from him like i yeah i did go on like one day during the pandemic i like at the beginning but it was like outside or whatever but yeah so anyway like all that to say like that dating like felt really like hopeless too and i really feel like i got to this point of like i don't know as the lord was giving me more heavenly perspective i realized like and i say i got to a point but i I might have to get to this point 10 more times in my life but okay um (laughs) yeah where it was like okay if i never get married my life is just as valuable because the earth isn't my home you know and if i believe anything other than that it's really just like the world or the church even like telling me lies about where my value comes from because my value does not come from me being in a relationship or being married. Yeah. And I think a lot of times like coming from the church, it, it's, it's kind of subtle. Like there's just that expectation <laughs> that, okay, you're, you're single and you're, you're destined to get married. Like that's mm, the, yeah. the greater, grander purpose, mm-hmm. but there's, there are some people that are built for singleness that God has chosen them for singleness in their mm-hmm. life. And they have mm-hmm. a great opportunity to be serving. And, and with you mentioning about how it was difficult dating during a pandemic, like not just a matter of dating, but what came to my mind is like, how do we even go out and meet people right. in the midst of yeah, a pandemic? Like, exactly. like that's, that's step one, like meeting a person <laughs> and then, and then finding a way to uh, go out on a date and enjoy time. I mean, I think, in the last year, people have been enjoying nature a little bit more than ever yeah, at this yeah. point. That's probably a healthy thing. And, um, yep, and, yep. and it's, but it is interesting how, you know, the church has that perspective and, you know, marriage, marriage is great, but singleness is as well. And in my opinion, mm-hmm. underappreciated. I yeah. want to bring to the surface about the cool things God can do in people's life in singleness. And yeah, like, what do you think? primarily God has been teaching you lately if you, if you summarize it into like a like a short sentence I just think that being like the value of singleness is like it gives you the capacity to like I can spend time with the Lord whenever I want like whenever yeah. I want there isn't like somebody pulling for my attention I mean there's people obviously but it's not like I yeah like I can choose not to hang out with friends and spend time with the Lord on a Friday night or a Tuesday, like an entire Tuesday morning or whatever, because I'm a freelancer. So, yeah. and then I think singleness is really, really, um, a valuable thing. And I, um, there's a, there, like you said, there's a lot of like subtle things that people say in the church. I really appreciated. I was listening to your story and, Um, you said that there was like, essentially you came to the point where you were like, okay, with being single for the rest of your life. And like two weeks later, you met your spouse and you called that Mm -hmm. like coincidence. Um, which I think is great because I think most people in the church would say that that happened that way because you needed to be, get to that point where you were okay with being single for the rest of your life. And then when you got to that point, then the Lord would bring your spouse. And I think that that's just a horrible, horrible, untruthful. That's just like a lie. And and I I would agree because it it frames it up as if it's a specific formula. Mm -hmm. I think it is very important for your heart to be at that point. Yeah. But being at that point doesn't bring your spouse. 
Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a matter of getting that point and not saying, okay, I'm at this point. Where's my wife? Because yeah. I had faked it. Like, you know, just trying to be like, okay, like I'm okay with being single. Yeah. Like, all right, God, <laughs> where is she? But you don't realize how your heart has totally changed and opened up to it until it really has. Mm-hmm. And you come, become comfortable with that. And I think I said it in an earlier episode. I, I had that, that two weeks where I was like full on, like gung ho, like, Mm-hmm. I'm going to, pre- I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, unless God will something else, like mm-hmm. I, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to do cool things, but I feel as though in some ways I do wish I was in that frame of mind longer. Let's, yeah. let's say not that I met my wife later, but I came to that point sooner. We'll, yeah. we'll put it that right. way. Cause you yeah. know, we'll, we'll yeah. just frame it up like that. But if, if I had that, like for, for one, I believe there's several listeners who have reached that point. They are excited about singleness. God has taught them that, but I have no doubt that there are highs and lows in among that after reaching that point. And that's okay, but God wants us to cast his, cast our, our fears, our doubts, our concerns to him and be relying on him entirely and something that, can often happen. You might even relate, you know, with you mentioned about reading the Bibles, the more, the more we can dig into the word and trust into God, the more c- content we can feel in our own lives. And yeah. the less we feel the need for other things to fill a void that only God is intended to fill. And mm, I mean, yeah. God is that foundation of what he should be. You should be building your foundation on Christ. And yeah. if you meet someone else, their foundation should be there as well. And that's mm-hmm. two fantastic foundations coming together. Yeah. And what what is your advice for people who might be in you know, facing difficulty finding that joy in singleness, finding that career and, and building those foundations? What's mm-hmm. what's your advice to them? Yeah. I mean, I think like ask the Lord to change your heart and change your mind, honestly, because it's like, and have grace for yourself too. Um, because I, like, I honestly, when you like my friend, um, reached out to me about doing this podcast, like I was honestly like, Oh, this is like the worst time. Like, I feel like, (laughs) you know, it's like winter. I like, it's just like been a rough time. Like the past couple, like the past month, I feel like. And I just do want to talk about that because like, there are ups and downs. Like there's times where I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, like I'm, I love being single. And I, I have the perspective. I know in the depths of my heart that this time is super important. It's not just okay. It's not just like, Oh, well that time will be okay until you get married. Like we can't live our lives with this like plan, planning everything around this thing that may or may not happen, like, honestly. And I think there's this, like, assumption in the church that, like, you will get married. And it's like, you might not get married. There are people that don't get married. And so, like, Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, really just asking the Lord (laughs) consists, like, over and over again, like, even in those really hard times where, I don't have great perspective and I do feel like, oh man, I wish I was in a relationship or I really wish I was married. Like, so bad. Oh, 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 oh is me. Like, you know, yeah. um, like going to the Lord faster because I think for me, I can spend like a week just like in that space, like wallowing. And it's like, 
if I would just open my mouth and say to the Lord, God, help me like cry out to the Lord and ask for help, it would shift. It would just shift. It'll shift right away because like the Lord renews our minds and renews our hearts, you know? Yeah. So I I guess like, I don't know, I've said a lot of things, but like, um, have grace for yourself too, because, um, in those moments, and I think I can spend time like beating myself up instead of just saying, Lord, help me. Like, it's really that simple. Um, yeah. And like reading scripture too, like read first, I think it's first Corinthians seven. I'm not totally sure that's the right reference where Paul talks about the value of singleness. Like people don't want to hear that, but that's in the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying like in a comparison way. I'm not saying compare them. One is actually better than the other. I'm just saying that's what Paul Mm -hmm. said, you know? And so, um, yeah, yeah, Paul has so many good things to say about singleness. And Paul wrote so much of the New Testament. Like, um, and I think people want to write that passage off like, oh, well, Paul was biased because he was single. Well, yeah, sure. But it's still in the Bible and he still said it and God still had it put in scripture. So like, it's important. And, and Don't God did a lot of incredible things. Yeah. God did a lot of incredible things through Paul as well. I mean, yeah, how, how much of that is able to be done when your focus is, is also a wife, you know, I mean, single people are able to serve the Lord. Married people are able to serve the Lord. But when you're, when you're single, it is easier to, to shift that focus on, on serving directly to the Lord, like be able to be able to serve the Lord. And it's really incredible to be able to do that. So uh, do you have, uh, as we wrap up, I know that I have, I did talk to you about a verse that's been on your mind, and I think we just kind of covered that. Did you have anything else in mind that you were thinking about as far as uh, a piece of scripture that you yeah, have been speaking to a lot lately? Yeah, I um, I don't know that it's been speaking to me a lot lately. It's just one of my favorite scriptures, and I think it's one that most people won't even probably have read. Um, it's Psalm 102, and I'm just going to... Um, the Lord gave me this scripture when I was going through that horrible breakup. I like literally like couldn't eat. Like I lost like 20 pounds or something like that. And like, I'm not a very big person. So 20 yeah. pounds made me very unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy. Yeah. Like, that um, could be a big deal. Yeah. Anyway. So I just wanted to read like a tiny section of it. Cause I obviously can't read the whole thing here, but Psalm 102. Yeah, go for it. Um, so the, it starts out like, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. It's a cry. It's um, this person's crying out to the Lord. And it's actually maybe one of the most, uh, well, I'll just read it. It says, my heart is sick, withered like grass, and I have lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I am reduced to skin and bones. I am like an owl in the desert, like a lonely owl in a far off wilderness. And I actually just read this like first part of it for the first like month and a half. And I would just Mm. read it out loud and I couldn't get through the whole thing without like, I literally couldn't speak halfway through it because I was crying so hard. Um, But I was just like amazed that there was, that this thing was in scripture. Like if you read the whole thing, it's like, I, I lie awake lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. Like it's horrible. This person is so, oh, wow. um, and that's actually so comforting to me because I was like, okay, it's like, I feel this way right now. Um, and somebody like somebody wrote 
like God included this in scripture on purpose. You know what I mean? And then as I was um, getting through reading this to a friend, um, she told me to read on and it goes on and it says like, but you, O Lord will rule forever. Your fame will endure to every generation for the Lord, like for the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Like it goes on to like all of this, like, but God stuff. Like, and so I don't know. It's just one of my favorite scriptures. Like if you're lonely, which you probably are, if you're single, and even if you're not single, you're probably lonely. Lonely is just like a thing that humans experience. Just like yeah, really- everyone feels it in all different stages. That's absolutely yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially if you're like for feelers, for people that feel things very deeply, I just think that's a really um, valuable scripture. So Psalm 102, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Psalm 102. Awesome. And uh, is there any way uh, me and, and my listeners could be praying for you right now? Um, I, hmm, I think just for direction and the ability to like go after things cause, and follow through on things. Cause I have a lot of big dreams and big ideas, but I'm not as great with follow through. So um, okay. discipline and direction they both happen to be D things, but yes. Discipline direction. Oh, no, those are definitely very important. Discipline direction. Uh, also focus, like focusing on what you want. We'll, we'll definitely be praying for you in those things. So yeah, yeah, um, thanks. Cool. Yeah, no, no problem at all. And is, is there like a a website or a social media handle that you want to share for people to be able to find you and see your work? Um, yeah. So, um, for now, I guess I would just say, um, uh, you can look me up on Vimeo. There's not a lot there yet, but there will be soon because I'm wrapping up awesome. a project here. Um, so I think my Vimeo is just my name. So Lauren there, L A U R E N Z E H R. And then my Instagram handle is the same at Lauren there. Z is in zebra. It must be nice having a unique name. Yeah. Nobody. I have nobody the same name it. as the rock star. So that's kind of tough to Google me. Yeah. But, like literally my, I have a website domain with my name. Like it's, yeah. Nobody, oh, it's fantastic. My name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would love, like if anybody wants to even like reach out to me, if they're going through a hard time, like, I'm totally cool with that. Honestly, DM me on Instagram. Oh, cool. That's yeah. great. That's a really great and great way to allow people to reach out. I, I really appreciate you giving yourself as that kind of a resource. And and I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone appreciates that as well. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such an awesome conversation. Great hanging yeah, out with you for a little it. bit. For sure. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be praying. So everybody out there, Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Thriving in Singleness. Get out there and seize the day. Maximize every chapter in your life. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.